Holloway from Providence, Rhode Island. Welcome to the Potterverse. It's a podcast dedicated to the book and film universe of Harry Potter. So grab your favorite wands and your time turners. Let's step into the night and pursue that flighty, temptress adventure. And welcome back. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake. And I used to hate cats. I used to hate cats. But I apparently I have become a cat person. Oh, you are like not just a cat person, but you're like, you know, I'm not in the mood to get a dog right now. And I'm cool just having a cat right now. I would love to have a dog. I, like if I could have a dog but not do any of the work for yeah. it, then I'm in. Let's go. I don't feel like cleaning poop. That's called a cat. <laughs> yeah, but a cat, a cat doesn't, it, it doesn't like respond. Our cat does. Lumos yeah. does. Come in, yeah. Lumos. Come in. Watch this. Watch this. Let's see what happens. Let's see if she shows up. She takes her perch. You know. She may be all the way upstairs in our room. So yes, totally appreciate that. Well, of course, we are here. We are here in chapter 15 at the Quidditch final. And there were so many good bits to pull from this chapter, but I just have to end. I just have to end with a final feeling because it gave me all the sorts of gooseies. Wave upon wave of crimson supporters was pouring over the barriers onto the field. Hands were raining down on their backs. Harry had a confused impression of noise and bodies pressing in on him. Then he and the rest of the team were hoisted onto the shoulders of the crowd, thrust into the light he saw Hagrid, plastered with crimson rosettes. You bait him, Harry! You bait him! Wait till <laughs> I tell Buckbeak! There was Percy, jumping up and down like a maniac, all dignity forgotten. Professor McGonagall was sobbing even harder than Wood, wiping her eyes with an enormous Gryffindor flag, and there, fighting their way toward Harry, were Ron and Hermione. Words failed them. They simply beamed as Harry was borne toward the stands, where Dumbledore stood waiting with the enormous Quidditch cup. If there had only been a Dementor around, as a sobbing wood passed Harry the cup, as he lifted into the air, Harry felt he could have produced the world's best Patronus. You know that Oliver Wood, this is his time. This is it. This is the best thing that's ever happened to him and probably will ever happen to him. I mean, we all know those high school jocks who like... You know, they're in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 80s, whatever. Al Bundy. And this is what they say. It's <laughs> right. like their Thanksgiving thing. You remember, you know, guys, when I played yeah. football in high school, you know, yeah, we could watch the Cowboys right now while we have Thanksgiving yeah, dinner. But let, but me, let, let me let me tell, tell you, you there. Let me tell you there, little Johnny. This is totally Oliver Wood. I mean, he goes to be what, an accountant? Like a wizard accountant? <laughs> and he gets together with his guys and they're like, oh, no. Yeah. Oliver's coming. Listen, just don't bring up Quidditch. <laughs> just don't bring it up, man. You're going to hear about Harry Potter. Of course, of course you're going to hear about Harry Potter because, right. you know. Because he is. I'm Harry freaking Potter. <laughs> I mean, but can you blame him? Can no, you blame I, I, him? I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't blame him. Hey, I, actually, somebody, Nancy is uh, bringing up the fact that where is Betty the Corgi? She's Betty right. the Corgi is right here. Sorry, Betty is our corgi, our pet corgi that stands in for one of us if we are missing. And she comes from when we got her mid-podcast during the Keep Calm and Crown On. So, mm-hmm. very excited about that. So, before we get into the show, we wanted to remind you all that this is listener-supported. 
Yes. You know, like your local PBS where they're like, Downton Abbey was brought to you because it's listener supported by Laura viewers Linney. like you. Laura Linney <laughs> would do that. I'm your Laura Linney right now, just letting you know that the Potterverse and... Um, I'm Laura Linney. <laughs> this Is Us too, Welcome and to Outlander Cast. Like They are all honestly listener supported, particularly since COVID happened. We've lost a lot of our regular sponsors. So it truly is. We do it out of the goodness of our hearts and thanks to support by listeners like you. So if we're bringing you Lumos in a time of Knox, please feel free to join at jointhenerdclan.com. There you're going to get a bunch of fun things. You're going to get bonus podcasts. You're going to get Blake's Book Club where he's tackling Voyager from the Outlander series. Oh, I, tackling... I, just, I just did the print shop today. Oh, no. Just oh. did the print shop, Dang. baby. So if you want to hear Blake's take on the print shop. Oh, you know what? Oh, you outlander nerds. Oh, I brought it in this. I brought it in this uh, book club. And I am tackling the Duke and I from the Bridgerton series. So you can read along. So if you like to read what you do, because you're in a book podcast right now, you may want to head on over to jointhenerdclan.com. This is a fun little reminder. Those friends who are in the nerd clan, even though you already said it, give us a little hashtag nerd clan in the comments live just so people can see and you can let people know why you like it. All right, let's get into the show. I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. All right, so we start things off. Hagrid lost the case with Buckbeak. And now yeah. Buckbeak's sentenced to death. Not Bravola, great, Bob. man. Not, Not great, great, Bob. Not great. But the good thing is, is that Ron and Hermione, they make up. They're friends again. They actually... Um, Hermione is just feeling all the emotions like a typical 13-year-old does. So in the midst of like Buckbeak and missing some classes and stuff, she punches Draco Malfoy, which high five. Oh, yes. High five. Like yes. this has been a long time coming. Thank you, Hermione. She almost wants to again, but Ron actually stops her. But yeah, she misses Charms class. She makes a scene in Divination. Um, And then Gryffindor and Slytherin battle it out. And I got to tell you what, today I'm wearing my Gryffindor pride. Mm -hmm. I've got my Gryffindor sweater. I've got my snitch earrings. And Blake has not not an inch of Slytherin on him. So I won this as well. (laughs) He didn't even know. Um, And then it was the hardest match Harry had ever, ever played. Gryffindor won. And there was a little bit of a glimpse of a grim. Yeah. Prior to that. Well, you know, that's there's a couple of things that I really want to dive into here. Um, you know, Do you want to start at the very beginning? That's always a great place to start. It's a very good place to start. Sure, if you whatever. actually watch Sound of Music, you would know. Stats the of lines. Like, Stats of oh. <laughs> Um Hermione in this chapter goes through... 13-year-old a, emotions. A wave of emotions. And... Um, and she gets, I think, somewhat vindicated in this chapter, especially how she handles everything uh, with Ron and with uh, Draco, and also how she kind of puts. She doesn't put Trelawney in her place, but she she like gives Trelawney the business because Trelawney is like being a dink to her, and I don't like that. D i n k for anybody wondering, it's like a Bostonian thing, meaning just like a dweeb. It's one thing for Snape to be a dink to all, especially to like Neville and Harry or whatever, because no, that's, that's just not Snape. one thing. No, but that's Snape. You like that's part of his characteristics. As the faculty as a at Hogwarts need to go through some serious training. Okay, <laughs> this this staff would not fly in twenty twenty one. All right, there needs to be a lot of personal personal development yep. and um, some rules about how to handle students who may have a different color personality than you. Uh, yes. What, what's your color personality? I'm blue. You're blue. What am I? Do you remember what I am? Am I like orange or something? No, there's red. My red. 
I think you're red. I think I'm probably red. You're red. I'm probably red. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm green because Slytherin. Oh! Green is people who love like charts and data. No, not me. Red is very fiery and they love challenges and they're money driven. Definitely me. Yellow is like the Hufflepuff. <laughs> like just come sit by the fire and hang out with me. Like most Hufflepuffs so that I know yellow, are stop it. <laughs> um, most of my friends are yellow. And then blue uh, is me. Yes. You're blue, right? I'm blue. You're blue. Okay, I'm red. Beautiful. Um, let's first before we get in Hermione, let's talk about Malfoy's dad. Uh, he just has this power. Lucius. Lu- Lucius. Why? Whatever. That's how they say it in the film. I don't know, Lucius. Okay. Well, that's how that's how uh, Voldemort says it. So I'm going to go with that because he has a snake lisp. <laughs> Hey, don't lisp shame. I'm not. I'm you're saying lisp, Voldemort says his name wrong. I um, call it Lucius. Uh, hey, listen, I'm okay to call it Lucius too, but I'm just I'm trying to be fancy. All right, Lucius. there's no problem with that, Lucius. Uh, well, whatever. How you is have it to that pretend you have like a flowy arm, uh, <laughs> Lucius? Lend me your wand. <laughs> um, how does he have all this power? How is he able to? Like really? It's, it's it's all about the money. Uh, that's true. That's true. But it, again, it's one thing to exercise that kind of power over the board of governors for Hogwarts, I think. But this is a court of law. This is. So you went to private schools, right? Yes, I did. <clears throat> were either of your parents on the board? No. Did you have any interaction with people who were on the board? I didn't even know there was a board. Yeah. Exactly. You probably could guess which kids' parents were on the board. Uh, I. I couldn't. Which kid had like the nicest car? Uh, Which I kid think... got away with stuff where you're like, why'd you get away with that? Um, I wouldn't have gotten away with that. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know. I'm not sure. I. I... Yeah. Well, I, whatever. I mean, again, I'm just saying. Again, I taught at a private school, and I gotta tell you, when like those kids, those kids either really well behaved because their parents had ingrained in them like this is this is like our life. Yeah. Or. They got away with a lot of stuff. I think, I mean, again, it's one thing for him to wield this kind of power uh, over the board of Lucius? governors. Lu- uh, Lu- Lu- fine, Lucius, fine, oh, whatever. you can do it, Lucius. Lu- no, not Lucius, it's Lucius. Okay. Uh, it's one thing for him to wield syllable. that kind of uh, emphasis mm-hmm. on the wrong syllable. Uh, it's one thing for him to wield that kind of power over the school. Are you going to interrupt me anymore? No. Nope. No? Okay, good. But it's, this is a court of law. This is de- deciding the fate of... A, a magical creature yep. and, and not just any magical creature, but you know, Buckbeak. Like, what are we doing? I mean, they don't really care about Buckbeak, Blake. Yeah, that's true. By the way, it's all about the money. The, the nickname Beaky. Oh, such a great nickname. Oh, <gasps> Beaky. I also think that Lucius Malfoy has some dirt on people. Yes. Now that is where I could I could get on board. I could co-sign. Because you know he's a Slytherin, and yeah. you know that he's like oh like last year when he was trying to get rid of some books and yes. stuff. Yep. You know that he sold some stuff. To people in the ministry, absolutely. Where they were like, "Do you have one of those like really weird books?" And he was like, "Oddly enough, yes, I do. yes, I do." Do you want to get get it out of my possession <laughs> since you won't be searched? Yeah, I think he has he has dirt on people. Yeah, I will I will co-sign on that one. I think that's okay. that is the most Slytherin thing I think that he could do is have dirt on any one of the members of this committee, mm-hmm. and then just use that to undermine them at all cost that that would be a Malfoy move slash 
his sister-in-law is Bellatrix Lestrange. Like, yep. you don't know how yeah, but crazy. She, but she's she's in Azkaban at this moment. So Yeah, but they also don't know, like, is Narcissa going to crack? What do you mean? Is she going to crack? Yeah. Why would she crack? What do you she's mean? Rel- she's related. It's yeah. a family. Like like the cray-cray that's in Bellatrix. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Like, maybe we don't want to mess with the Malfoys, because we saw what Bellatrix was able to do. And even though gotcha. even though Narcissa's been kind of okay... You don't know. Yep. Okay. Um, Hermione flung her arms around Ron's neck and broke down completely. Ron, looking quite terrified, patted her very awkwardly on the top of the head. (laughs) Just, oh, man. It also goes to show you and remind you how tall Ron was in the books. Right. You know, book Ron is like, like... yeah, they're yeah. there. Okay, honey. All right. Let, let, let me get through the hair. Hold on one sec. Let's wade through that. <laughs> Fun fact, tomorrow is Dress as Your Favorite Book Character Day at our kids' school. Yes. And our little lass wants to go as Hermione. Yes, she does. Yep, so she'll be Hermione Granger. She'll it's probably so be cute. the only kindergartner, the only five-year-old. is <laughs> just as Hermione. <laughs> Definitely. That's a guarantee. You want to know why? Yep. Hold on. That's why. I love it. I (laughs) Um, love it. So let's talk about Hermione here and how she gives Malfoy the business. Okay. I love this. Because 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 there's so much well there's just so much more that happens to Hermione in this chapter, and I love that this is what you're saying. Well no no all right, fine. No, 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 no. Get it off your back. I, I just let's no, let's do it the way that you want to do it. I'm I'm happy to do that. I'm here, man. I, I'm I'm here. I'm got my I got my Zevia zero calorie <laughs> soda, zero sugar, caffeine free ginger root beer, naturally flavored. You buy this stuff at Whole Foods. I don't even know, but it's got bubbles and it's yummy. So I'm gonna sit back here and have my little drink, and you could tell me about Hermione. Well, Hermione has gone through so much in this book as it relates to her relationship with Ron and Hermione. I'm sorry, with Ron and Harry. And she has been on the outs with both of them. And finally, they have this moment of like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And then Draco shows up and he starts um, making fun of Hagrid and saying how awful he is. And Hermione does something that is extraordinary. She just straight up and hauls off on Draco. Just, I mean, like, gives him the business. And she's the only one that can, because if it were Harry or Ron, they would have gotten in trouble. And when this happens, you see Ron and Harry and Crab and Goyle just stand there like, oh, that happened. And it's at this point, to me, this goes beyond, um, this goes beyond Gryffindor and Slytherin and Harry hates Draco and Draco hates Harry and Crabbe and Goyle are dinks and whatever. This is Hermione standing up for Hagrid and taking out her frustrations on Draco and everything that he has done to Harry this entire this entire born time. lady that she is, yeah. And this to me, this action right here to me, and when she points her wand at Draco, and like, you point your wand at somebody... Dude, you you better you better use it at yes. that point. Like, and I'm not sure if she was really gonna use it. She could like, have. I feel like it's Hermione unhinged in this chapter. Hermione unfreaking hinged. Absolutely. Uh, it was at this point where I feel like 
Hermione really finally shows the Gryffindor in her. Up until this point, I would argue that she has been much more of a Ravenclaw than anything else. What would you say to that? I would disagree because she constantly puts herself in danger and she does break some of the rules. So in this book... Yeah, but it's, I feel like it's always been prompted by Ron and Harry. Yeah, but she still goes. Yeah, but this is the first time that she has taken something into her own hands and done something that indi- completely she independent. She also is driven for doing the right thing and right. standing up for people who are downtrodden. So she's being the hero frequently absolutely so no i think she's been i think she's just a different type of hero she's not the brawn you know there's a brainy hero too yeah absolutely but i'm saying this is the first time that she has i feel like done something independent of ron and harry where these two in this narrative now have just been totally sidelined it's all about hermione in this in this instant and I like the choice that the author makes for Hermione in this point, the, the, the real agency, the real, uh, I've had it with you. Mm-hmm. She does something that, it, in my opinion, I think is uncharacteristic of Hermione. What do you say about that? Yeah, but enough is enough. I mean, we all have a breaking point. So here she is. She's sleep deprived. She's got way too much on her brain. She helped Hagrid and yet all is lost. And she's sad about losing Buckbeak. Yep. We've got all these emotions going on anyway because she's 13. Enough was enough for this little girl. Right, right. And then and then she loses it on... She, she goes through this whole range of emotions um, in this chapter, whether it is being sorry or... Uh, asking for forgiveness or whatever to Ron. And then she stands up to uh, to Draco uh, in, in, I think, in a way that is uncharacteristic of her. And then she forgets charms. She goes into divinations and just... Just as I give up. Her brain broke. Did you ever point. do that in a class where you like stand up and you're like, we're done here? <sighs> I don't think I've ever done that. I only did it in Sunday school. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I don't think I ever did it in real school school. But yeah, I did it in Sunday school. My teacher was just bogus. He was so bogus. I think I might have done something like that in CCD too. I think I might have. Were you made the teacher? Le- I made the teacher leave. He got so mad at me. No, but I did make the teacher at CCD like wicked pissed. He went into church to go find my parents. Really? Yeah. I thought you were going to say he went into church to go pray. (laughs) Well, we were at like, I'll just give a little side story. We were at a very, very, very strict Baptist church that had the belief that if people were Catholic, they were going to hell. And that's what that lesson was. I come from a fully Catholic family, except for my parents. And my aunt had just passed away. And he was like, I'm so sorry, but your aunt's in hell. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? What? And he said, I'm so, I'm sorry, but, you know, Catholic equals hell. And I was like, no, what about Mother Teresa? And he's like, Catholic equals hell. And I said, if you think my aunt and Mother Teresa are in hell, you need to reevaluate where you're going. Right. And then I got in trouble. Well, that's, I, I mean, well, we're, we're not going to have the religious conversation here. No, but I just wanted to say that I felt that moment for Hermione. I was like, yes, Hermione, you stick up for yourself. You get kicked out of Sunday school, girl. You you do that. You do that, Hermione. <laughs> you do you, Hermione. <laughs> Is Trelawney right in her assessment of Hermione? Yes. 
Really? You think it's fair that she calls Hermione out I don't think it's, and says that she has a mundane mind? You asked me if the mind? assessment was right. You asked me if You think the Hermione is mundane? In the studies of divination, yes. In the studies of divination, I believe that Hermione is not thriving. I believe that Hermione is stagnant and is not going to grow in the studies of divination. Um, yes. Yes, but she publicly calls Hermione out. No, and I don't think that that's right. You okay. asked me is her evaluation of her. Okay, yes, fair I don't enough. think that her actions... Let me, let me rephrase it. Did she do the right thing then? No. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. There's Like, there... if if Hermione learnt, read The Secret and learned about the law of attraction, I don't think she'd be down with it. She wouldn't be about, like, <laughs> vision boards and stuff, you know? I love this part. No? You're not feeling it? I, I, I'm out on vision boards. I know. So that's what I'm saying. Vision Hermione. boards are the worst thing. No, they're, they're they are hashtag the worst. They work for me. So don't hate Blake. They work <laughs> for me and I'm all about it. Um, I love this. I'm sorry to say that from the moment you have arrived in this class, my dear, it has been apparent that you do not have what the noble art of the divination requires. Indeed, I don't remember ever meeting a student whose mind was so hopelessly mundane there was a moment there was a moment's silence then fine said hermione suddenly getting up and cramming unfogging the future back into her bag fine she repeated swinging the bag over her shoulder and almost knocking ron off of his chair i give up i'm leaving yep well done i read this because there is this great beat there's a great beat here that I would love to get your thoughts on. Okay. Trelawney calls Hermione mundane. And then there was a moment's silence. Everything in that room just stops. Yep. All of it. What, in your opinion, okay. is going on in Hermione's head at that moment? She just shut down. <laughs> like any logic, any rules... Any of that just shut down and all she saw was red. Yes. Like I just punched Draco. I'm unhinged. <laughs> Hermione unhinged. That's it. That's our shirt. Yeah. <laughs> she she probably needed a snack. Oh, you know she's hangry. I know. What what's she gonna choose? Maybe a Snickers. I mean she is a muggle. She's going full Betty White in this one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. She's gone Betty White. <laughs> Because you don't hear about her packing her bag. She's going to all these different classes. She doesn't have little like protein bars. She's hangry. You know what? Maybe a good like uh, hard boiled egg. That's hard, all. What? <laughs> hard boiled egg. It would satiate her for quite some time. Maybe a nature's own. Yeah. You know something along those Maybe lines. Some, not a little trail mix bar. Yeah. Sure. Just have the elves whip her up something. Maybe a Luna bar. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure she'd be fine with that. But she didn't know. She didn't know. She didn't realize that, you know. Here's another question. Well, I I, I mean, I, you've been hanging on Hermione for a very long time. So, well, because what Hermione here goes through this perfect three beat of like her her actions, and it's such a great uh, movement in this in this um in this chapter. And finally, she does something, and she finally gets kind of gets validated in this chapter after. Everyone just beaten on her all like for the past number of chapters be- between Scabbers and 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 Crookshanks. So, 
I, I want to celebrate this. I, I, I'm not criticizing Hermione. I just, I love talking through it. She's like the phoenix, just rising from the ashes, ready to burn everything in sight. <laughs> I will burn you. That's it, um, man. All right, so what did you want to talk about now that I've gotten my Hermione fix out of the way? <sighs> Can we just have a moment for Crookshanks? In what Kirk respect? Shanks, who's just being all sorts of shady outside. Shady AF. Shady, just walking around outside. Mm-hmm. Harry's getting his glasses, smooshing his face up against the window. Like, just really trying to see what Crook Crookshanks is just chilling out with the Grim, with the shaggy dog. Right. Cool. Come follow me, little guy. Here we go. <laughs> and then, of course, when Harry gets Ron to see, like, Crookshanks and this dog, they're gone. Right. So just wanted to give a little moment for Crookshanks being shady, and that's okay. The fact of the matter that Crookshanks, obviously, we know. Crookshanks is a kneesel. Yeah, we know what's happening at this moment. But Harry sees this, and he wonders, okay, does this mean that I'm going to die? Like, is Or is this... Like really going to happen? Because like Crookshanks, Crookshanks can see the Grim. So does that mean that it's not really the Grim? That it is just this dog? It's just a dog. Because right. it's not an omen. If Crookshanks is seeing it, or can Crookshanks see omens? Or here's the better question: If you're a first time reader, is Crookshanks? Because every time that we've seen Crookshanks, the the thing the the, the thing goes off. The uh, what's it called? The uh, Ah, uh, what's it called? Blinking on a sneakoscope. I the sneakoscope. Yes, okay. thank you. The sneakoscope freaks out every time Crookshanks is around, right? So, is this like another inroad to be like you know, Crookshanks? Kind of a bad news, dude. If, as a first-time reader, are you thinking that Crookshanks is? I don't remember questioning Crookshanks at all. Really? No. Because I think that was my first instinct. Okay. Like reading through it right now, it was, okay, if I'm reading this as a first time reader, do I think that Crookshanks is being shady and like helping the I read it so grim? quickly that I didn't really analyze. I didn't even have time. I was just like, give me it all. I, you know, I didn't yep. even have time to fully digest things mm-hmm. when I first read it. Yeah, that's the beauty of this podcast. I know. We can I nerd know. out about it now. We can have these thought experiments. Mm-hmm. So... Dig it. <laughs> Dig it. <laughs> what else do you want Let's to talk about? Let's talk Quidditch, man. Yeah. Um, I love how Quidditch is portrayed in this chapter. It's down and dirty. Because it's ugly. It's ugly. Beaters Nothing. being thrown, beating sticks being thrown. Yeah. And even even uh, uh, McGonagall is getting into the fray. Oh, yeah. Just yelling at these kids. Draco and- straight up cheating. Right. What is that foul called when the football players hold someone's mask so they can't move? Face mask. Oh. <laughs> What's that wall in Berlin? Whereas What's it called? This foul that Draco does is called blagging. 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 Oh, interesting. Look Fun at you. Fun little Quidditch fact for you. Um even like leading up to the Quidditch match, how everybody's bullying Harry. Uh, the way like they're 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 tripping him and he's like oh see, you see what I'm saying Slytherin you're saying yeah. everybody Slytherins are bullying yeah him. that's what I mean okay um, Slytherins are tripping him and they're and they have to, Harry has to have like guards around yeah so that he can go to different classes and whatever and he's checking to make sure that the firebolt in his case is 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 still in his room and he's worried about it uh, th- this to me feels very real 
feels very, very real because, you know, I grew up in that kind of culture, the sports culture, the competitive culture, and you do what you do to win. You mm-hmm. you do what you gotta do. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There you for go. For any of our Disney descendants friends out there. Um, for all you descendants nerds, you just got that. Um, yeah, you do what you gotta do to win. And things get ugly out on the field. They and do. I'm so happy that Quidditch is portrayed this way in this chapter because the whole book, I think, is leading up to this point of uh, where th- the school environment starts to take a back seat. And we start getting, especially next chapter, right? Next chapter, the Trelawney's prediction. That's when things really take a turn. Uh, but this is leading up to this point. It's, it, this is like the the prelude mm. to that, where it's not it's not just yay Quidditch, wee. It's people going to get hurt, yep. and there's cheating, and and. And Harry gets it in such an amazing way. I mean, he's neck and neck. Luckily, he's in the firebolt, so he's able to catch up. And then he leaps. He, like, lets go of his broom to go leap and get the snitch. Thank goodness. I mean, think about it. Inches away from Malfoy's hands. Isn't that quite incredible? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, and then, of course, we have Wood. Wood, this, this is his, this is his this moment of glory. Moment. This, this is it, man. You know what I do love? What's that? I need to give a shout out for Ron in this chapter. Ron, who steps it up and says, Hermione, you know, we're sorry that you had to go through this Buckbeak stuff before, but, um, you know, when we go back to court, I'm going to be helping you along the way. And, and Ron really delves into these books. Like, he's straight up trying to help fight Buck's, Buckbeak's case. Right. Absolutely. Uh and this, you know, we talked about Hermione being like a Ravenclaw a lot up until this point. And we have talked about Ron being the Hufflepuff of the group. Um, this, I, f- my, my sense is that this is the very Hufflepuffian, if you will, of Ron, where he's just like, okay, this is it. We're going to take, we're going to take control of it. Just being a helpful human. I'm going to be a helpful a human. helpful human Hufflepuff. I, I'm a real, I'm a helpful engine. You know, a real useful engine. Yes. You know, from for all you <laughs> Thomas, <laughs> for all you Thomas engine. nerds. Um, yeah, I, he's being a really useful engine right now. He is. And um, and Hagrid has vowed to make sure that Buckbeak's last day is as happy as it can be for for that hippogriff. Right. Because about to R.I.P. Would you say that Harry is the Slytherin of the group? Like not like I feel like. All of these kids, the 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 our, our trio, mm-hmm. they're Gryffindors because they're the hero. Mm-hmm. But if they weren't the hero of this story, they would be. Ron would be Hufflepuff, Hermione would be Ravenclaw, and Harry would be Slytherin. They each could have had different paths, Blake. Oh, the roads we go. All the roads we take, whatever it is. I don't even know. I don't even know. But really, such a fun chapter. You know, Oh, between... the places you'll go. That's what I was yeah. thinking. The okay, Dr. Seuss. Okay, yeah. now I'm understanding. I was yeah. like, I don't know what you're quoting at this point. <laughs> Bananas. But um, no, it was just, it was great. It was great to go from the classroom to see everything with Hermione. There was a lot jam-packed into this chapter. A lot of emotions. The Quidditch, as you said, was very fun. We finally get to have the Quidditch cup inside of Gryffindor's hand. 
hands. Yes. And yeah, we leave off with just Harry on cloud nine, which he has not been in this book. Harry has been quite down in the dumps for a majority of this book. Right. And you know? and he's finally able to have this moment of release the same way that Hermione is able to have her moment of release, whether it was with Trelawney or it is uh, with uh, Draco or, or Ron. And there's a lot of catharsis here. Here's another question I have for you, Mary, before I think, because I think we're going to be wrapping up here in a minute. Hermione forgets to go to class. She forgets the charms class. Yeah. Which is fine. And she's like, oh, I have to go talk to Flitwick and apologize and yada, yada. Why doesn't she just use the time turner to go back in time and go to the class? I don't know. I don't know why she doesn't use the time turner to nap. Right? Like, this is the problem when you start introducing time travel into your uh, into your story. Time travel is the, the solution for all of it. <laughs> Anything you can do. Like, why, why aren't they using the time turner to, you know, stop certain people's deaths? Or why aren't they using the time turner to do Listen, X, Y, and Z things? When we get to um, the future of the Potterverse, we will really delve into this. Exactly. So, I don't know. It's just, it, it, it's mainly because the plot needs them to move forward. And it's just very convenient that yes. the time turner just goes away. Yes. Because the plot needs it to. Yes. That would be that. All right. So, uh, you got anything else that you'd like to say no. about this chapter, Marvin? I do not. All right. Well, you know what it is time for now? No. It's time for the different perspective. What do you got, Marvin? Holy cricket! You're Harry Potter! I'm Hermione Granger. And you are? Minerva McGonagall. Oh, you're McGonagall again. Hey, what's up? What's up, girl? How you doing today? Flustered, to Why? say the least. How come you flustered? But in a good way, you know. As the as the kids, the hip kids say now, all the feels. Oh yes, okay. all the yes. feels. So many feels. You know, I've been teaching classes left and right. The first years are just driving me bananas. They won't. They they just can't seem to turn the teacup into the the, the rat into a teacup. And they they, they, get, they didn't applaud you this year too. You were still we're still, <sighs> still on that. Miffed about it. We're still, still on that. Miffed about I don't this year's you. first years. Honestly, like what does a woman need to do? Cats. No, no applause. No applause. So here we are. You know, I've desperately been wanting this Quidditch World Cup. I uh-huh. even bent the rules three years ago to let Harry Harry freaking Potter come in. I got a feeling that you're still bending the rules. I'm Harry freaking Potter. Between me and you. You let him have that fireball, did you? Snape and I. Snape and I. It, it, that's not breaking the rules. It's a little bit. Ro- no, it's, it's not. a little bit. Why do you think so? It's a little bit. It's not. Um, so Snape <laughs> and I, the kids don't know, but we have this bet. Uh-huh. We've got this bet going on about who wins the Quidditch World Cup. And goodness gracious, Slytherin's been in the lead. My team, not only do they have to win, but they have to win by uh, 50 plus points. Right. And uh, what are you betting? Of course I'm betting on Gryffindor. No, no. But what are you betting? What's the bet? That you have to shovel Buckbeak's dead carcass. <laughs> because we all know that's coming. I know. Hagrid's going to be a mess. He can't do that. No. He's going to have to. What do you, do, you, do, you, do you. What's the. Do you, do you cut him up a little bit no, and shovel him out? No, bippity boo, honey. It's no. You don't do any of that stuff, okay? But still, it's just sad. It's just sad. Even though it's like swish and flick, it's still sad. <laughs> but then, what do you know? Uh huh. Potter does it. He did it. I got to tell you, there were so many fouls. I should have been an extra ref. If I could have, if Severus would have let me do it, I would have done it. You, you know, but Minerva, I was freaking out. I, I, I heard, I heard you might have 
stepped over a little bit of line. You, you did a little line stepping. When? You, know, you started yelling at kids, calling out fouls. and you, I'm allowed to do that. Eh, not, the, not at the rate that you As did. As a coach for baseball, if the other team was cheating, would you be yelling out a foul? Would no. you be saying, excuse me, ump? Uh, I, would, I would go to the side. And I'd call the umpire to the Listen, side. Hooch is flying around. I can't go to the side. It's just one hooch. Hey, it, <laughs> okay. It's only one. <laughs> There's a bajillion kids flying around. Balls going over the place. She needs my eyes. She needs me, and she trusts me. Oh yeah, I'm sure she does. So we won. Wasn't she? Wasn't she the one that was looking over the firebolt with Flitwick? And they were like, "Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Whatevs. Yeah." <laughs> End scene. <laughs> oh, okay. Now it is time for uh, listener questions. Thank you, everybody, for participating. We don't have any particular emails for this chapter, though. I know we do. Though. I know we do have plenty of uh, live questions. So remember, if you're live, you can do a question for us to read on air. All you need to do is start the question with a lightning bolt emoji. And those of you who want to email us questions about the f- upcoming chapters, you can at MarianBlakeMedia at gmail.com. Oh, Miles here. All right, so let's get to the uh, some questions. Angela says, It sounded like Harry jumped off the broomstick at the end to grab the snitch. Is this what happened? If so, how come Harry didn't go splat? What was your perspective, Blake, as you read this chapter? Uh, I'm going to have to go back to the... I think he was close enough to the ground. He let go with both hands and lunged. So he either lunged and took the broom with him and then got it and was able to get back up, but the way that I envisioned it was he was close enough to the ground that it wasn't a big splat. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Hold on. I'm, I'm going. I'm going. It's here. okay. I'll, I'll also read Ellen Hainwright. She says, why do you think Emma Thompson makes such a great Trelawney? I just feel they casted that character perfectly. I think because Emma is willing to be wonky, you know, there's some that just can't handle the wonky and she just embraces it. She's just down to be weird and down to be kooky and, you know, have have the glasses with, with the big eyes. That must have hurt. Like, I know when I wear someone else's glasses, I get a headache. Um, I just think she's willing to really push herself and be silly and just fully jump into the silliness. But yet still have that air of I respect myself. So I think she did a fabulous job. She is one of my favorite actresses. I think that she is very, very versatile. Well, it doesn't say that Harry fell. It says he let go of the broom with both hands. Yeah, he knocked and lunged uh, forward. And he knocked Malfoy's arm out of the way. Yeah. And yes, and that was it. He pulled out of his dive, his hand in the air. Okay, so he pulled out of his dive. So yeah, so he still is in the air. Yes. So he's just like reaching. He's leaning with all of his might. Yes. But his legs are still clutching that broom. Yes. Okay, good. Uh, but let's see where we got. Uh, Ellen says, also not a question, but I reckon after Hermione stormed out of Trelawney's class, she went and joined Dumbledore and Fox for some cake. And Kelly, yes, absolutely, you know. (laughs) Whenever something's wrong, Cake and Kelly will solve it. Amen. Generally. Uh, Kyline Crawford says, didn't she promise the time turner would only be used for classes? Yes, but honestly, that should be part of the fine print. Classes slash things related to your classes, your homework and your naps that you're going to need. Class adjacent things. Yeah. Right. Help you succeed. Yeah. You want to put yourself in a position to, to do the best that you can. Yes. Napping is a, is definitely a part of that. I love to nap. Are you Did you nap in college? Like how often yeah. did you nap in college? Frequently. I like One of my roommates, love him. God love him. 
as soon as he hit the couch, done, sleeping. I mean, I took a lot of classes and I was involved in a lot of um, activities. So I would wake up at 5.45 every morning and I would shower and get ready and be the first person to the dining hall. Such a dork. And I'd do a lot of my homework then and my extra studying. Then I'd go to my 8 a.m. calculus class and then I'd come back and I'd have 11 Zs. Um, I may do like my office hour as an RA, um, do a little homework, do a little class, a little music theory. And then I would generally nap around like four or five because then I had wind ensemble in the evening or jazz band. So I had to nap around that like three, four, five-ish time, then go get dinner. And then I could go because I was up late. Like that was the problem. It wasn't like I could just be a fully dedicated morning student. I had nighttime commitments too. Oh my god! So I needed the nap. No thanks, man. No thanks. My poor roommate was probably like, "Oh, that's why I got a room to myself once I was RA." All right, uh, Lily asks, uh, "What well-known sports rivalry would you compare the Gryffindor and Slytherin Quidditch teams to?" You know, Marvin, what I'm going to say? Yes, I do. Red Sox and Yankees. Agreed. And especially in that 2000, like three 2007 range. Yes. That that's what I remember when Pedro Martinez. Took Don Zimmerman, who was this 70-year-old guy, and just tossed him. Tossed him on the mound. Because Don Zimmerman got mad that Pedro threw at one of his players. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And he just took him and just tossed him. He, That's not allowed. That You, don't, you can't, you can't you do can't that anymore. You can't toss people in baseball. You're not, not allowed to do that. Nope. And, uh, yeah. So, it, in that, that 2003 through 2007, man, Yankees, Red Sox, brutal. Brutal stuff. So, yes, that's what I would compare it to. Caitlin asks, do you think McGonagall was wrong to give Hermione the time turner and encourage her to overwhelm herself? Marvin, I will leave this question to you because... I think she needed to see what Hermione could do. I don't think that she did it in a bad way. And Hermione doesn't keep the time turner going forward for subsequent years. Uh So I think both McGonagall and Hermione learned a lesson. But sometimes you just have to see how far you can go. Push, push, you the push the envelope. Push the envelope. You know, just get it in there a little bit. Yeah. See what happens. There you go. Um, you got anything else? Let's nope. see. Any other questions yet? Mm, no. no. But I think we're good. All right. All right. What do you say? We close this bad boy out, shall yeah. we? All right. Let's do it. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Of course, we're going to be live next Thursday night, same time, same place. If you are not yet on our complimentary texting reminder service, this is the time to do it. Take out that phone. You can like push down the the pay, the paid podcast app. Get gonna, it out there, Mom. Trying, man. I'm trying. Get to your text message. If you're in the U.S., you're going to text the number eight ten ten. Yes, there's only five numbers. I promise it's going to be okay. Eight ten ten. And in the message field, the at symbol and elder wand. All one word, no spaces. Just mm-hmm. at at symbol Elder Wand. If you're outside of the U.S., you go to remind.com slash join slash Elder Wand. And check out maryandblake.com for all of our great podcasts and blogs that we have going on over there, whether it is uh, Outlander Cast or Bridgerton with Mary and Blake or uh, This Is Us Too, which is coming back next week. Very excited about that. And of course, the one that I have to mention is the newly minted MCU Diaries, where I'm tackling WandaVision and all the upcoming MCU shows on Disney Plus. So awesome. don't miss out on that. You're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna listen to it. The MCU Diaries. My name's Mary. My name is Blake. Mischief managed. <laughs>